If you think about rainbows and gumdrops and unicorns and fluffy bunnies, what's the next thing on that list? It's Dr. Despair. That was the part where someone else would come in and like kind of harmonize with me, but it's only me, so no one's going to harmonize, but I'll get minions at people at nine here sometime, and uh, we'll harmonize together with the Dr. Despair Show, Dr. Despair's podcast, Dr. Despair Show, Dr. Despair's podcast, la 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 So everybody, how are y'all doing again? Wow, two episodes coming out quick together in quick succession. Oh, wow, man. You would just, it's Halloween time. It's a new season, right? It's fall. Uh, fall's come. Uh, so brand new season, really. So really that last one was the end of last season. This is the beginning of what we're going to call season nine and I'm going to call this, I'm going to start calling them out because I forget by the end of the recording what um, episode it is. So it's going to be uh, season nine, episode two, oh, one. This is one. Season nine, episode one. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like, well, why do you have so many seasons? You haven't been on the air that long. Well, I don't, season is a season, right? You know, spring, fall, winter, summer, not necessarily in that order. Uh, usually they're, usually they're not in that order. Um, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. Whatever. So, yeah, wilderness, right? We ended with the wilderness uh, kind of on a on a big cliffhanger kind of, uh, you know, where you guys were probably couldn't wait to hear, well, what the heck was he talking about? <laughs> well, because often um, I kind of ramble there, which was the name of the last episode. So, yeah, wilderness, wilderness. What is the wilderness? And that's really a good question. What does your wilderness look like? If your wilderness is full of people, which is possible, right? Maybe your wilderness is the city. Your wilderness might be civilization itself. What if your wilderness is the wilderness? As it says in one of my favorite movies, but my jungle is the jungle, not the house jungle with its walls and things. Yeah, that was... Uh, a line from a um, really funny movie called uh, 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 Dark and Stormy Night by uh, the great, great Larry uh, Blameyer. I, I can't say his name right. It looks like it's spelled Blameyer, but Blameyer, I think, is the way I've heard it pronounced, when I've heard it pronounced. Um, really, brilliant director. I'm a huge fan. Um, he's going to get... I'm going to... Well, I'm going to level that... Um, uh, the the uh, whatever Chinese theater place in in I'm just gonna level that and say we're it's time to start entertainment over again. Guess who gets the first star on my uh, sidewalk? That's right, Larry. Larry, hats off to you. You're 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 fabulous. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Tribute, really. Kind of. This is a whole tribute. But no, no, no. Okay. Let's let's go back. All right. It's not a tribute. It is, but it's not a tribute to the great, great, great Larry. And I'm going to say your name wrong, Larry. Sorry. Blameyer. <clears throat> yeah. How did you get Manhattan transfer to same for you? 
impressive. So, uh, not a tribute episode at all. Definitely not. Um, wouldn't do that kind of thing. I'm not a pandering sort of person, even though he deserves, if anybody deserves to be pandered to, it's him. Absolutely. Uh, his characters uh, are inspirations. Doc Armstrong, hats off to you. Uh, and, you know, my salutes and my warm, you know, friendly handshake and, you know, a kind of a bow and kind of a genuflection in a way, but not in a worshipy way that would conflict with the first commandment or anything like that. But but kind of a, a nice a kind of a bow, not quite like what Obama gave to the Japanese uh, uh, prime minister all, all that time ago. Not not that far of a bow, but kind of like and definitely more than a head nod. So not just simply, a, hey, how you doing there? You know, kind of head nod to you, Larry. Um um, if I may call you Larry, I, I probably shouldn't. I, you know, I, I think I should call you something else. Um, whew, wow, what title can I give you? Uh, I, I'm, well, I know you probably don't even want such a thing, but I'm just gonna make you the head of the of Doctor Despair's art and science councils at the same time. Okay, so yeah, arts and sciences. Now, I mean, they go, they go together, don't they? I mean, they go together in universities. People are like, oh, art's one thing and science. And, oh, no, no, they just kind of lump them together into a single college. Figure that out. That must be really fun. And when I say fun, I mean kind of the opposite of fun. Imagine being there with, like, the physicist guy and the philosopher guy and the psychologist guy or gal. In fact, guy or gal for all those. You know, just... Wherever I say guy, just say guy or gal, because guy is kind of like gender neutral now. So um, just imagine being in one of those rooms. Well, someplace I got, I got this great picture of the philosophy department at some university. And I'm like, you guys, what the heck? I mean, really? I mean, it was, I mean, these guys, I mean, there was a guy with a mustache and glasses and this other really super old guy. Uh, sitting in a chair with his uh, corduroy jacket on. and I mean, this is a real department of philosophy. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Don't they look like philosophers? Now, throw that in there, and then you get like, um, uh, you know, one of the guys that I have a lot of problems with is uh, that dude, uh, uh, Bill Nye, who claims to be a science guy. He's not. Totally not. Bill Nye is, boy, what a charlatan that guy is. Uh, Bill Nye, you know what I think of you. And everyone else does. So, yeah. Uh, um, man, hang up the old necktie there, bud. Um, but, but but forget Bill Nye. Forget Bill Nye. This is about Larry and how great he is. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, arts and sciences. Yeah, you stick those two things together, arts and sciences. And then you have, like, a party. Oh, my gosh. That would be definitely a party I wouldn't want to go to. Uh it's just okay. You, first of all, first of all, you got. Uh, I'm I'm going totally stereotypical here, but whatever. I don't care. Let's let's put the modern painting person in here, and uh, and I'm gonna make her a she. All right. I'm gonna. It could have been a he. Could have been. Could have been anything. Could have been anything in between. Whatever. From the one side spectrum of he to the other side of the spectrum she, because you know it's all kind of a blur now. So uh, to put it, how about right in the middle as a they? Okay. So they're there. Uh, looking at the wall, just a blank wall, right? With a single, like, um, because it was a catered party and somebody got, uh, was like talking kind of vigorously. And what happens in the party is that they've got one of those little, um, meatballs on a stick 
and they didn't know it was meat because they were a vegan. And they took one bite, they spat it out, and went poof, like that, right on the wall. Blah! Right? And uh, so it's on the wall there. And the art professor is there looking at this, you know, scattered meatball with its barbecue sauce dripping down the... And, um, and, and you know, is there with, with, with their arms folded. And it's really hard to use that pronoun there. And I'm not... Again, whatever. Your pronouns... They're your business. They're not my business. But I'm just saying it makes it a little bit difficult to use the their one. Um, just because it sounds like there's more than one person there. And also because there's all those theirs anyway. And do we really want to increase the use of a word which has got three homonyms? I don't think so. Uh, but but whatever. You know, that's up to you guys. With your, you know, if you want to be a there or a they or whatever. Or, you know, see how confusing it is? Oh, really confusing. So, but, but, but that's not the point of this whole story. The point is, the art professor is there, there, T-H-E-R-E, looking at the wall with the meatball gravy running down it and thinking to their self, and, and oh yeah, there's another one, right? Is it their selves or their self? Because that doesn't make a lot of sense, all right? I mean, that's a whole new word. There was not a their self, as far as I know. But anyway, they're there by their self. See? See how difficult it is? But, but we'll keep going on. They're there by their self, looking at the meatball gravy with their arms folded, uh, oh, looking at it, and thinking to their self, hmm, wow, um, what does this say to me, right? You know, I know what it says to me. It says to me a vegan got really disgusted by eating a meatball and spat it out on the wall. You know, because uh, another their self, the uh, vegan their self was, it's too hard. Their, that their self uh, was disgusted by the meatball, spat it out, and uh, should have been paying more attention, um, should have asked, hey, what's in this meatball? And then, of course, then the scientist or the philosopher is going to come along and that their self is going to say, um, wow, uh, what, what are you a professor of if you don't know that a meatball contains meat? And then their self is going to say, oh, it's, uh, I'm a linguistic professor. And then the scientist guy's going to say, well, that's useless. And then they're going to be all this big fight between about biology and all sorts of things. But, I mean, they're all going to be on the same side, but they're still going to be arguing and fighting about whether or not, you know, what causes microaggressions and, and all sorts of things. So, I mean, talk about, well, you know what? It would be a fun party to kind of sit back there as the one engineering prof who accidentally went to the wrong building because it was, you know, like the engineering college had its day at the same time. And this guy or gal, um, uh, this, this, this human being, uh, if we're allowed to say human beings because... That might not be allowed either. This being, this sentient organism who uh, accidentally stumbled upon the room of college profs, the sentient organisms there sitting in the corner and looking at, at this party and thinking, why can't anybody here just, you know, talk about football or baseball or something? Um, and then, he, you know, that human or that sentient organism is going to really feel awkward because like most engineering people just are not equipped at all 
to really handle awkward situations. I know I'm not. Um, that's part of the reason I have to put on the cape and the hood and, the, you know, kind of, you know, walk around with my, my, you know, the glower. I don't want people to see what I'm looking at, right? And this is why it's going to be super convenient for me and not so much for you because I do want to know what you guys are looking at. And I'm going to have, you know, my little engineering science drones going all, they're not science drones, but these engineering drones going to kind of have little cameras on them and I'm going to have some AI. We're going to need some people to help out because that's a lot of programming. But I'll have some AI on my drones, and they're going to look and see, and they're going to say, look at the, um, look at that uh, uh, art prof looking at the meatball. Um, oh, here comes, it's going to like say, ooh, potential interesting conversation alert, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to buzz my phone. It's going to be good. It's going to buzz my phone and say, hey, quick, go over there. There might be something interesting going to happen. And then I'm going to like get in on that like conversation. And they're going to be saying, well, what does it mean? What does the meatball mean? What does the meatball represent? Well, clearly the meatball represents the mind. The mouth rejects the mind. That's what they're going to say. Well, the, or, yeah, this is the, the, this, this is a expression of the mouth rejecting the mind. And the mind being scattered upon the emptiness as it tries to work on the emptiness. But the emptiness will instead uh, scatter the mind like grapeseed or something. Yeah, this is good. Oh, says the um, other prof. Um, the, uh, well, let's see. Um, the primate studies uh, professor. Professor of primate studies. Well, not, but not primates themselves, you see, but primates in sociology. Because they're actually... You know what? Everything is a branch of sociology, as it turns out. Uh, Because, you know why? Because the uh, head of the department um, is a sociologist. The head of the college comes from a sociology department. Uh, Because sociology, of course, as the sociologists all know, is really the only science. I mean, that's it, right? Everything's sociology. Man lives in... Except for the anthropology person kind of gets pissed off about this. Because the anthropology has gotten sucked into sociology. And the anthropology person really doesn't like the fact that, you know, it's like there's more than just sociology. Yeah, I had to take all those classes and they were boring, 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 boring. What I really think is that, um, you know, we really don't need humans on this earth. That's what the anthropology professor says. If we just get rid of all the humans, then everything would go back to normal. Uh, my, my branch of anthropology works on the fact that humans are a scar upon the land and need to be eradicated much like smallpox did. But then the biology professor wanders over there and says, what are you, the hell are you talking about smallpox? No, smallpox is its own unique organism. The worst thing you can do is wipe out the DNA of smallpox because anytime anything goes extinct, it's bad. That's what this guy says because his name uh, is Fred. He is a he, right? I know that he, Fred, is a he because Fred... Uh, Fred uh, has taken up with, he wasn't, he was a high school prof, but he's been promoted up to, to, uh, to a college prof. I, I know, so I know he's a he, because he definitely is a he. He wants absolutely, you know, he's a very super masculine sort of guy. And he says, no, no, mankind should never have wiped out smallpox, because smallpox is, is, in biological terms, the worst thing you could do is eradicate something. Because then that DNA is lost for all of history. And then the physicist walks up there and said, You moron, what the hell are you talking about, Fred? We all know what a jerk you are and the things that you've done. So 
Fred, uh, look, here's the thing. I can get back all the DNA. And then the chemist walks over there and says, I'm right with you, physicist, because I can synthesize the whole thing and we got the whole thing uncoded, man. We can just, we can, maybe we can bring back anything like T-Rex or whatever now because uh, all we have to do is the artificial womb stuff, right? <sighs> yeah, so the physicists and the chemists are getting along pretty well until they start trying to figure out which is the supreme thing. Is all things made out of matter or is everything made out of math? Right, because if you're a physicist nowadays, you think you, you can create a whole another universe just by, just by you know. Well, you don't even have to try, right? It just comes. They just you know, I've just created another universe. Poof, another universe. Poof, another universe. Just like that. Just saying math, making an equation creates other universes according to the physicists now. The way that they look at things. All right, that's enough of a ramble. That's a 15 minute, 50 second ramble, and I didn't talk about what the wilderness is, but I will, and maybe in the next session. Thank you. Bye. So then, my friends, what is <clears throat> what is the wilderness? I have left you a picture of a of a of a gathering of the arts and the sciences within a room. Within, oh, let's put it into a, some archaic Victorian mansion overlooking some third-rate university perhaps is where this party took place of the arts and the sciences coming together uh, let's invite a whole bunch of adjunct professors in there too people that work for like oh five dollars an hour basically so they can say I'm an adjunct professor at the University of blah 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 right or at blah 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 college oh what do you do there oh uh, well, I teach sociology because I'm a sociology adjunct. Not that there would be a sociology adjunct. Do you know why? Because the entire university system is just in place to give people with sociology degrees something to do with the rest of their lives after they get their stupid sociology degree, which is mostly absolutely worthless. There's no more nonsense than there is in a sociology degree than there is in a sociology degree, if that makes sense to you. It doesn't matter if it does. Or doesn't. I don't care at this point. <clears throat> Wilderness is as far from that fun party as you can possibly get. Because there were fun parties like that back in Jesus' time too. But that was not where he was going to encounter God. It was as the fun party as far from God as man can get. A party of sociologists is probably something like the ninth layer of hell. And, you know, if you look at hell, probably all these layers are going to have something. I mean, it's going to all, what are the sociologists are all be in the ninth layer. Eighth love layer, I didn't even get to all the things I could have said about it. What happens when the philosophy professor comes up? You know, what happens then? Well, it's a tower of Babel, right? That's the opposite of the wilderness, the Tower of Babel, this attempt for us to create our own stairways or highways or pathways or whatever it is, or ladders or whatever we're going to do to try and get up to heaven, uh, that, you know, to create or bring heaven down. What we do uselessly on this planet is we kind of have our grappling hooks and we're all getting different ropes and we're all designing our little grappling hooks and we're throwing them up in the air, hoping that we're going to catch heaven and we're going to pull it down here 
to earth. We just keep trying that over and over and over again. But in the wilderness, wherever that wilderness is for you, you don't need to waste your time making a grappling hook. Because though you feel more distant between there and heaven in some ways, you're also closer in another. So instead of imagining that little crowded Victorian mansion with all the people who live feasting on themselves in a way and on each other, feasting on their own thoughts in a noisy crowded room gathering together in dust as it were while they do that I want you to just picture somebody walking through the woods now how does that sociologist that anthropologist the engineer in the corner how how how, how do these people look upon this poor wretch walking through the woods I haven't described anything about that man, whatever, or woman, whatever you see there. Uh, what do you see? Are they by themselves? Uh, do they have a backpack? Do they have a stick? Are they strolling to the woods? What kind of woods are they? Are they up in the mountains? Are they in the pastures? Or are these petrified woods? Are they in the cedar? Or are they in the swamps? Oh, where are those woods that they are walking through? Or what time of day is it? What does a path look like? What is that wilderness there? Or do you prefer to see someone walking in the desert? Or up on the highest mountains? And are they alone or are there others with them? What is going on in their mind? I think it was Bill Bryson who wrote about the Appalachian Trail. When he walked enough, he just became, that was all he was, a hiker. He hiked. There was nothing else to him. He was just simple. He was a hiker. He was somebody walking. And that was all he was. Now, I don't know, and I'd have to ask Bill Bryson. I've never met him. I don't know the guy. Um, Yeah, at that moment, you know, what is a hiker, right? What is, what is it that that is? I mean, someone who hikes. Yeah, I got it. That makes sense. But, you know, was there just you and the woods? just you and the trees? Were you alone, just concentrating on putting one foot in front of the other? Was it silent? Did nature penetrate the mind? I've done my fair share of hiking. And uh, it is, there's a kind of a silence which comes around. There's a silence, and there's something silent about that time when you eat, you know, food in the wilderness. That wasn't the kind of wilderness I was in. But isn't it kind of interesting, I guess, that sometimes everything takes on a good, natural, wholesome, and different meaning when you are in that wilderness. Where is your wilderness, I ask you? Where do you find the silence which is necessary to restore your very soul? Who's there? It's not on Twitter. I can guarantee you there. It's not there. No point looking on Twitter for silence. Far from it. You can use it for kind of amusement. 
And if you want to have an argument, not a good argument, you can't have a good argument on Twitter, but if you want to have an argument, it's a great place too. Um, there's a little bit of fellowship there. There's some good things. But it's noise. Is it in the video games? Uh, I don't know. Is it in the movies? Is it in the entertainment? Is it in the music? Is it in the dancing? Uh, dancing had some sort of appeal to it. But are these any of those? Are any of those making you feel better about yourself or your location or what you're going to do in life? Or where life is even going and whatever anything of it means. No, you have to go back out into the wilderness every now and then. Just spend a little bit of time. It's not to cross from here to there, really. It's not to get from one side to the other side. It's not the wilderness between uh, Judea and Galilee. Uh, that's not one we're talking about necessarily, though I bet that was pretty nice walk. Um, no, I'm talking about that spiritual wilderness. The wilderness from society. The wilderness from the fun party of the arrogant people who are all going someplace and really trying with their grappling hooks to throw them up into heaven and pull heaven down here. But every time they throw them up there, they just come clunking down back upon their heads. Again and again. The wise fool, the eternal sophomore. That is the college experience. That is what must be moved beyond. I thank you. I am Dr. Despair. This is my podcast. And I am here to serve you. But in order to do that, I have to eventually conquer the entire galaxy. I understand. But that's okay. I still haven't put down that goal. But uh, we'll hopefully give you a whole nice, good season nine, I think. Probably. We're just going to go with season nine anyway. Maybe it's season 12. I have no idea. But our ninth season. This season of fall 2022. The year of our Lord 2022. Goodbye from me. We'll see you again. Um, the Dr. Despair podcast is written, produced, directed, and stars Dr. Despair. And it's also produced by Minion Septuple at Nine, even if she is still mad at me. And um, uh, voice talents of, among others, Septuple at One, uh, Septuple at B, uh, Minion Rent, He Who Must Not Be Named Yet, um, and uh, Orca Boy, of course. So, again, good luck to you finding your wilderness, and we'll see you again someday soon. Thank you. Bye. Dr. Spare here, back again, speaking to you from a great Cincinnati institution, City Barbecue, sitting across from the absolutely most beautiful, wonderful person on the entire planet. I, I don't, I'm not overstating this again. Minion Septuplot 1, the minion so close to Dr. Spare's heart that she's not even really could be considered a minion. I don't know what you would consider then. You know, just... Anyway, but I'm in a city barbecue where the food is good, the people are friendly, and they, they get you your food really fast, but they don't sponsor me. They should sponsor me, but then again, how many listeners do I have? And probably all of them already go to city barbecue. So there's not really any sort of major point in that. Um, but city barbecue, excellent barbecue. As good as anything I ever had in uh, Houston, Texas, and I go to Houston a lot. So... Um, Anyway, I think I'm going to close this one off. Actually, did most of it a long time ago. Just forgot to ever publish it. So, um, hold on one second. I'm going to ask Minion Septuplot 1 to say hi. Say hi, 
Hello. There she was. See? Um, anyway, the Dr. Despair podcast brought to you by me, Dr. Despair. And in this case, Minion Septubalot One, who's happily enjoying um, some uh, delicious beef brisket. Um, their original barbecue sauce, by the way, is, is just good enough for me. You know, I don't need to go with anything beyond that. And that's what really makes food good. When it's simple enough, you can just, you know, this is simple. It's just good, right? You don't have to make it all sort of fancy kind of thing. That's why barbecue. Barbecue is America's food. I mean, forget about hot dogs, hamburgers, all that kind of stuff. It's barbecue. I don't even know where the word came from. I have to look that one up. But anyway, I was pointing out that I made a lot of mistakes in a previous episode. What with Joe Namath saying that he played for Baltimore Colts. Uh, yeah, I was just because I couldn't remember that Bobby Unitas fella. Um, or whoever that was. Was it Bobby Unitas? It's Phil Unitas. No, that's not right either. Sam Unitas? <laughs> just can't remember. Anyway, Joe Unitas, whatever his name was. Uh, he, he was the one that they called Broadway Joe. Uh, and he played for, um, yeah, he played for uh, the Baltimore Colts from uh, 1972 through 1979 and went to six Super Bowls during that period. Colts holds the record for uh, most uh, home runs uh, ever hit in Cleveland, among many other things. Uh, gosh, yeah. Um, they made a whole uh, movie about him. I think, uh, and, and a musical, Damn Yankees. Who would have thought? But it's true. Um, look it up if you don't believe me. Because uh, it's not like I would just outright lie or something like that or just throw random thoughts out there or something. But anyway, to, to, to those who, who... I'm glad I have spot checkers out there just watching every single dang word that I've ever seen. Okay, better just stop. Is a fact check session at the end of your episode. I do need that, right? But who's going to do this? Hmm, I guess you'll have to put out a... an all-points bulletin, an APB. I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure if you could hear Minions up to lot one. The microphone isn't always so good and there's a lot of background noise, but no, I do have a fact checker. Um, I'm trying to enlist that guy into participating in the broadcast, but he's the guy who will find out whether or not I made a mistake. He's one of the members of the audience of Salute to you. Um, yeah. One of the three people in the audience. That's right. <laughs> Some of you I don't know. Um, but I wish you well. I wish you all the happiness in the world. Because as I said on my last Twitter post a couple times ago, um, you know you're happy when you want other people to be happy too. That's when you know you're happy. So if you ever wonder if you're happy, just say, do I want that person over there to be happy? Or do I want to like ram my car into them multiple times? The latter part, you're not happy. You're an angry person. So do good out there, folks. And uh, we'll see you again next time on the Dr. Despair podcast. Bye.